Spokane. <laughs> Spokane, Washington. Home base. Yep, back in our studio. Back in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> Do we just like listening to ourselves? Yeah, I think so. That's really what I'm doing right now. Studio. What you don't know is this is a sound check. <laughs> right. That's just going to go on. Yeah, it's just going to yeah. make it on to the show. Yeah. The really big show. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, we have fun doing this. Yeah. Don't we? Yeah. I think we do. Um Ooh, I did. A, I got a little mouse click in there. Yeah. So that's how people know it's a real it's sound live check. <laughs> and raw. Did a clicker in there. Yeah. So uh, what, yeah. What are we talking about today? Well, good God, we don't have to jump right into what we're going to talk about. Oh, okay. <laughs> we're bantering. Oh, we're bantering. Okay. Yeah. I just uh, need to know that that's what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> are you are you unable to recognize banter? <laughs> Has it been that long in COVID era era yeah. that banter is a foreign thing? <laughs> I, I think I've just lo lost perspective of which of our conversations are banter and which <laughs> this are is conversations. True. This is true. Uh, so I mean, we came back from Cannon Beach where we were last weekend. Yeah. Um, and uh, and our Jeep tried to fucking explode on us <laughs> again. Uh, yeah. I don't, I, I, oh, I, we love this Jeep. Yeah. But so far we've replaced the engine mm -hmm. and I think it was the alternator mm -hmm. that they replaced at the same time. And then we're coming back and it like started flashing signals at us and telling us something yeah. was horribly wrong. And now it's parked at the dealership. So waiting for them to look at the engine again. So yeah, uh, yeah. I'm I just <laughs> over this. <laughs> I just want it to work, man. I mean, our saving grace right now is that we've been using Sid's car, and yeah. you've been driving me to work in case you know you guys need the vehicle during the day. And right, but um, but yeah, I'm kind of kind of over it. I have to say, <laughs> you know, being in a position of having to drive Sid's car again. Yeah. Which uh, used to be our car. Which so used to be our car, right. That we really yeah. like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I forgot how much fun it is to drive. <laughs> I was on the freeway this morning. It just zips morning. around. Yeah, going to meet a buddy and uh, and just zipping in and out of traffic. You know? yeah. I mean, it's not, it's definitely not a sports car. It's definitely not, but no. it's quick because it's small. Yeah. So anyway, that car was a good buy. Yeah, it was. It was yeah. the gas economy on that is pretty killer. That's so, right. That's right. And uh, sometimes I, you know, when I'm either driving it or just seeing it out in the driveway, I'm like, there's so many memories of road trips in that yep. car. Yep. And then, um, and then when I was training for Ironman, I was, you know, putting my bike up there yep. every other day and going, you know, taking it out and have my trunk full of all my nutrition and every, you know, <laughs> yeah. bike parts and stuff. And yep. so it just, it just holds a lot of, um, memory for me too. So, yeah. but I really want to make new memories in this Jeep. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully this will, hopefully this is it. Oh, what is it? There we yeah. knock on wood, yeah. you know, <laughs> you know I think we, that's the thing you do. This is the first 
vehicle that we purchased like an extended warranty with when we bought it. Thank God we did. Oh my gosh. I mean, I think uh, all said and done between the the engine and the alternator that time we had it fixed, it was almost 10 grand and we paid yeah. $200 out of pocket after that warranty. So, yeah. and I am not one for buying warranties. No. I'm I'm <laughs> always like I just think they're a rip off all that kind of stuff. This one has not been a ripoff. It has more than paid for itself already. Yeah. So, so we'll yet to see what happens next. Yeah. Well, hopefully we'll <laughs> have many more podcast recordings from the R-Pod this summer. I know. Because our Jeep will be working the fine. The Versa is not going to pull <laughs> that R-Pod. Get the, it's not going to get the R-Pod out there to where we need it to be. That's right. Yeah, and if we have so. to spend a ton of money on the Jeep, then we won't yeah. be taking any trips, leaving yeah. the house. Yeah, we'll just be parked here. PB&J so. for That's. the next year. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So, which, you know, there are worse things. Yeah. You know, we could just spend all of our time right here in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Recording these fun conversations. <laughs> so I, uh, on our road trip home while our Jeep was giving us problems and you yes. were trying to figure that out, I was texting with somebody who's been listening to our podcast um, asking us, Further questions from our last oh, one. Oh, right, right, um, right. About how, you know, like the be behind the story. Like, right. But what about this? But what about that? Right. And, um, you know, we had said on the last podcast that there were so many tangents that we could go on. But it was really fun to see some of the curious questions that came from that about, yeah. about us. So, um, So that was fun. Are you going to share any of those questions or? Well, they wanted to know if all the people we had talked about that were part of, you know, us meeting and part yeah. of that YWAM school and stuff were, <laughs> in my words, not her words, were as wayward as we were. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And uh, oh, there was some, I think there was a question about your flowing hair. And whether, yeah, and whether or not it was short in the front with the right. flowing in the back. Well, because <laughs> with the Addingtons, we yeah. have a uh, a mullet group with mullet them. tag is what mullet we call tag it. is what we yeah. call it. But it's a Facebook messenger group where we just, I mean, it goes back a ways now, a couple of years now. Yeah, where we're just we post pictures of mullets in there. Well, that it's, we, the, but you, usually but, the criteria is is that we have to take the photo. Yeah, like we of have to mullet. physically take the photo ourselves. We yes. can't post it now. COVID has released some of the restrictions, so yes. we've <laughs> brought in the rules a little bit. But that we have to physically take the picture ourselves. And man, let me tell you, there has been some oh adventures. I have gotten really close to some strangers taking pictures of their mullets <laughs> without them knowing. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of creepy, actually. It's like stalkerish, but um, but it's such a fun game. Oh my gosh, it's so much fun! It just yeah. keeps us. I think it keeps us all, you know, yeah, entertained and now, laughing. I have to. I should have. God, why didn't I do it this morning? So I was meeting with my friend Chris this morning, and he very intentionally has a killer '80s mullet, like yeah, killer, it's on social like. Media. 
short on top and long and curly in the back. Okay, Chris, if you are listening to this, I just have one question for you. Why? Because it's fucking amazing. That's why. No. Yeah, if I could pull it off, I would. He's way cooler than I am. <laughs> but because no, I don't. can't pull that no. off. It, no, I can't. No, I've already pretty... told you I can't do it. I, no. I'm not that fucking cool. So, no, the beard stays. <laughs> oh, even no his mullet. beard was on point this morning. <laughs> so, so he like hipsterfied the mullet. <laughs> oh my gosh, there's no way. <laughs> yeah, seriously, it was, it was beautiful. I just kind of stared at him for a while and I was, and I was just commenting, your mullet, your beard, your, <laughs> you <know? laughs> um, somehow it wasn't weird or awkward. It was just, it was just, I think he it comes to expect it now because mm. of, of how epic it is. So, well, maybe that's why he does it. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, right. So, uh, yeah, yeah, fun questions, fun yeah, questions. No, that, it was fun. It was fun yeah. to follow up with that. And, yeah, um, it does open so many doors for conversation, I think. But, and gosh, it's just like a micro portion of our story. So, yeah, it was really hard to, to find a stopping point. Yeah. So. Yeah. It, it, it. Yeah. And you know, we'll keep sharing stuff from time to yeah. time. You know, we we just thought we. I mean, we love the story of how we met. Yeah. Like we really do. We we yeah. think it's we think it's a fun story. We think it's we think it's pretty great. Um, yeah. We think it's an awesome party trick to you know. Well, how did you guys meet? How did you guys meet? How did you guys meet? Okay, now it's our turn. <laughs> you know? yeah. We met on the beach in Maui. We literally we met. met on- on, on the, the beach, beach. <laughs> in Maui. <laughs> <laughs> with his hair flowing behind That's right. <laughs> Coming out of the water with my bronzed shaking body, shaking my hair in slow motion. Water droplets <laughs> spraying through the air. <laughs> with my chiseled abs in my... I mean, that's how you remember it, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. Yeah, you that, keep remembering it that way. <laughs> that 18-year-old um, hairless <laughs> chiseled yes. chest. In fact, for some reason, I'm remembering <laughs> me walking out <laughs> as if I'm watching myself. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I'm like, damn, that boy is attractive. <laughs> oh, oh good God. God. I am going to have to find a picture. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if there is one. Yes, there is. What? Oh, it might not have been that day. Wait a second. I think I know the picture you have in mind right yeah, now. I think yeah. you do. Yeah. It there wasn't actually, on the beach, though. No, there actually is a picture, though, that I was taking pictures of the ocean because it was the first time when I got right, to Maui, right. the first time I'd been down to the beach. And so I was taking, like, scenic photos. And you can see you and Aaron, like, your head's bobbing in the water, you know, mm-hmm. out there. So... I actually, My roommate, Aaron. Yeah, yeah. I actually have a picture of you that day. Um, and I think Carrie took a picture of me that day. So we do have photos of that day, even though Got we didn't it. know what it was going to mean. So, Oh, interesting. Yeah. We definitely should do something with those photos. Yeah. That'd be fun. I think I tried to scrapbook them, and I stopped about three or four pages in because I got – I had this thing with cutting up photos, like – you know, I have to cut them for a scrapbook and put them in there. And I'm like, yeah, but that's. We should just do like digital scrapbooks. Well, yeah, but I'm saying that a lot of those photos I had, 
I was trying to make an album after we first got married yeah. of how we met. And there, um, and I had cut them up, and then I stopped. Oh, you already uh, cut yeah. them up. Got and so okay. um, I stopped doing that when okay. Okay. I realized I couldn't keep eliminating the whole picture. Got so, it. Got it. Yeah, scrapbooking. Okay. Scrapbooking then was no longer my thing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I. <laughs> I don't think it's been your thing for a very long time. No, no, it was seriously because I just I, I felt like I was like cutting out something that needed to be there. So I couldn't do it. Right. And I was not very artistically inclined. So mine literally looks like a kindergartner who's trying to (laughs) scrapbook. (laughs) Isn't that what scrapbooks are supposed to kind of look like though? Oh no, there's some very artistic people out there that make them look amazing. Really? But I'm not one of them. So that's why it stopped. (laughs) Maybe I just don't appreciate the art form. I really enjoy the digital world. Yeah, yeah. I guess I I must just not appreciate the art form because they all look just very mm-hmm. kindergartenish to yeah. me. <laughs> yeah. Maybe there's more to it. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. So anyway, but we made it back, mm-hmm. made it, uh, and uh, we already kind of talked about you know because we were recording this last episode. Oh, oh, by the way, this is this episode is only a week out, so yeah. we're doing weekly episodes now. Yeah. Yeah, but. Uh, we were talking about how the the weather was, you know, a little shittier than we expected, and, and that yeah. sort of thing, and or than we're used to when we go out. Even though it was still good. No, we actually the next day we got a, some a really amazing moments um, yeah. where the weather broke and we got some beautiful shots on the ocean and stuff. But um, even went up to um, the state park there and was able just. I think we caught the window because as we were leaving, yeah. it got really nasty, but. Um, so we definitely got out and got to see some things, but, um, it was the, it was the packing up on Monday morning that really got you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Packing up in the pouring rain. Well, it had like downpoured all night. So it was just a muddy mess outside. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, I was a little wet for the drive home. So, Yeah. yeah. So we, uh, we made it back and, you know, yeah, it's been kind of like, Trying to turn springish here in Spokane, which is kind of yeah. nice. I opened you know? up the sliding door today. I struggled with that, calling it a sliding door because um, coming from Arizona, they it's were an Arcadia door. Yes, they yes, were Arcadia Arizona. doors. Arcadia. And um, I say that here, and people are like, What is that? <laughs> and we don't uh, have Arcadias, <laughs> I guess not. So, um, so the sliding door on our back porch, um, you opened it up to throw something on the grill a while ago and the was sun so was nice. coming in and I was like, just leave the door open. It's fresh air. Yeah. So um, it looks like we are turning a corner here and I can't wait to just spend some time outside. So in all of this, you know, this was all going on. We were over in Cannon Beach. We're kind of, you know, bitching about the weather there a little bit and not a lot, but mm-hmm. just a little bit, you know, and. And all that kind of some COVID stuff and and all that. Meanwhile, Texas is, <laughs> I mean, like freeze, freezing storm. over. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No people are without power. They're without heat. They're without water. They're with. I mean, it's like horrible, horrible yeah. conditions. Um, and then I was I was watching somebody's feed, and they were talking about how yeah. You know, a couple inches of snow on the ground one day and 70 degrees the very next day. Like, like it just how I mean, it just like shifted there and things started thawing out, which didn't fix their 
problem right away. They still had, you know, water issues and, you know, that yeah. kind of stuff took them a, a while to, well, it's, I think they're, they're very much not think they're very much still recovering from all of that. Yeah. Um, and it's just so wild to, to see all of these, like, like just weird weather things that are happening. It's so mm-hmm. wild. And, you know, and, you know, for, for you and I who, well, I'm not going to, I don't know about you because I, I don't know that we've ever directly talked about this, but at least for me being a climate change denier at one point in time in my life, yeah. right? Right. Um, were you, I mean, at, I mean, early on, were you, you one know, of those conservatives that also denied it? Or I, I think it was a little different for me growing up in Arizona because the climate was so the same. I mean, right. it was hot, hotter, hotter, hottest, but it wasn't um, something that I was really aware of, but I would hear about environmentalists. And now that I realize where it was coming from in Washington about cutting trees down and you know, hurting the forest. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah, for yeah. me, that was kind of the extent of it for a really long time. Right. And then when we moved to Idaho, um, I heard about things more in terms of lo- the logging communities and, um, you know, sustainability as an individual, like how to save the spotted owls, you know, right. The wolves, don't reintroduce the wolves. Yeah. All that. Yeah. Right. And so I think it just, it wasn't that I, did or didn't have an opinion on it was that I wasn't very exposed to the conversation yeah, um, or very aware of it. So, um, you know, I can't really say what I, what I came from to where I am now. So, yeah, I, I mean, mine was very much based in my evangelicalism because there was oh, a, yeah. there that. was a, a thought process that existed that, yeah that, Jesus is going to come back soon. I'm doing air quotes now. Soon. <laughs> and uh and when he comes back, uh he's going to rapture all the Christians away mm-hmm. and then uh and then everybody else is going to plunge into, you know, war and and all that kind of stuff. And then ultimately uh he's going to destroy the world and it'll be destroyed in like fire and brimstone and all that kind of stuff. And so what's the fucking point of worrying about global warming? <laughs> well, yeah, you do. Yeah. Okay. I do remember that part yeah. uh, growing up that, that the decline of the world and the environment was actually more sign that Jesus was going to yes. be coming back. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. yeah. These are signs of the times. And right. that this, um, and I think that that, that real disconnect that this is not my home. This is temporary. I, my yeah. home is in heaven. Um, gosh, I can't believe I even said that out loud because now it's just such a loaded <laughs> right, concept. Right. But um, but that thinking said, why why is this of high importance to me if this is not my home and it is going to end, right. it's going to right. burn and be destroyed at some point. So you, with that, um, you know, I think that underlying belief system then you're not super conscious or aware um, when things get bad. You just yeah. go, well, that's what's supposed to happen. So um, there's a lot of people out there now who are like actively like um, uh, 
I mean, they're they're working to challenge though that kind of thinking process out there. So mm-hmm. they're writing books about it. They're podcasting. They're blogging. They're you know all that kind of you know public speaking, all that kind of stuff. And they have kind of a term for that that it's a, that it's escapist theology. Mm-hmm. That um, we're we're all going to be raptured away in a moment, in a twinkling yeah. of an eye. We're going to go be with Jesus. And everything else is going to go to hell, right? Mm-hmm. So, so we're, we're our only concern is to save as many people as possible, um, so that they can be raptured away with us. But we really don't give a shit about anything else, right? And so, well, um, we probably wouldn't have used that word. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Emphasis is mine. That's what it says <laughs> in the footnotes. <laughs> Colorful language belongs to Casey. <laughs> um, and uh, and so when it comes to so many issues, yeah. it's like this escapist theology comes in where it's just yeah. like, well, we're just going to be gone anyway. So, yeah. you know, let's, uh, you know, let's make sure that we, that we, you know, hold the faith until mm-hmm. then, we save as many people as possible. That's where evangelicalism comes from, right? Mm-hmm. Is that, you know, to evangelize, to evangelize as many people as possible because we're all just going to get swept away from all of this. And then it's, it's you know, yeah, it's all going to go to hell. Which I find a quite um, a bit of a paradox um, of thinking because not a, not a concern for... If we're going to walk down that road, not a concern for that part of God's creation. But when we look at humanity, we're very concerned about its moral curve, that it is that it is going up towards morality rather than away from morality. Mm, I don't know. Well, that they are that there is such a strong emphasis around cultural morality that we remove ourselves from sin as much as possible and clean up the human behavior, but not concerned about cleaning up the earthly behavior. <laughs> like yeah. it's, it's kind of a contradiction that we pick and choose what it is that we want to keep clean and preserved. I, I think it just actually has to do with something else. Okay. Um, I, I think what it has to do with is that the expectation is that things will continue to get worse and worse and worse. Morality will get worse and worse and worse. And that these are signs of the times showing that it's getting closer and closer to the return of Jesus to rapture the good moral Christian people out of here. And so the, um, the hatred for the immorality is a hatred for the others. It's those who are going to be judged and destroyed. Mm -hmm. And so it's this real separation kind of thing within evangelicalism. And this is all, this is just, you know, what, yeah, this is all me right now. Um, That, uh, that is saying that, you know, yeah, look at it, look at how bad it's getting. Now that that's good for us evangelicals because it means we're getting closer to Jesus taking us to heaven but it's isn't it gross? Isn't it sickening? Isn't it disgusting? You know what what these people are doing, and then there is 
um, there actually is then uh, battle lines that are drawn. And you hear this language all the time, that there is a war against Christianity. There is a war against, you know, biblical doctrine. There is a war against morality. There is a, you know, all this. And, and all those other people, the gays, the, um, the immoral Democrats, you know, <laughs> the, all that kind of stuff, they're trying to take over. You know, I think my mic's a little hot. I got to turn that down here. I'm going to do that right now. Um, but, uh, but yeah, they, they, like they're, they're actively trying to turn the world towards evil and that, uh, that that's a necessary thing that has to happen, but, uh, but it's sickening and it's evil and it's disgusting and, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's just, the whole thing is messed up. So I have a question for you. Yeah. What are we going to talk about today? <laughs> We're not, we're not doing it. You don't, you don't like how I expertly <laughs> no, I segued it, into this? <laughs> I just thought it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> you just, you just thought you'd play a little joke there. <laughs> no, I just thought it was funny that I asked that question earlier and you're like, no, we're just going to, you know, banter. And I'm like, so is this no, the bantering? in the beginning, you, we banter. <laughs> now we're. Now we're exposing everybody to how unprepared we are for this, how loose we are with <laughs> this podcast. What, that's what I'm doing. I'm holding you to the fire. What are we going to talk about today? <laughs> <laughs> you, oh, Jesus. Well, okay. Is I that actually the topic? Have, I actually have more to talk about on that. Jesus, I keep doing that, don't I? I keep blowing out this mic. I, wonder, I, I must have the Do you want to take a moment gain to fix it? set up too high. Okay, I'm going to take a break for a second and I'm going to adjust my gain here. Okay, we're back. <laughs> Ooh, it's better. I can even see it right now. I'm looking at the uh, on GarageBand here at the recording, and it's not spiking up so high. Uh, so we're blowing yeah. my mic out anymore. Yeah, we blew the speaker in the living room somehow. Yes, a TV I, speaker. Yeah, yeah and uh, so now when we listen to shows, you can't hardly understand anybody. No, no. <laughs> so. We definitely didn't want to do that. So sorry if you you know been listening for almost thirty minutes up to this point to me blowing out. <laughs> and you've out. replaced your home speakers because you thought you blew them. It's not. It's Casey. Yeah, it's just me. Yeah, I'm blowing out my own. Whatever. Um, anyway. So you wanted to talk about Jesus. You know, listen. I think we were actually talking about something, <laughs> and you have run us off on this. I just still thought we were joke. at banter. Tangent, <laughs> and now I don't remember what the fuck I was talking about. How about that? The environment, that? honey. No, it wasn't the environment. I was actually going somewhere <laughs> else. We were talking about escapism theology. Oh, okay. With evangelicalism. Yeah. Did you not like that topic? No, it's not that. I told you what it was. <laughs> you okay? You wanted this. Okay, cut. 
No. Now we're starting. <laughs> no. No, you know what it is? It's because you and I didn't talk about what we were going to come in here and talk about. So I was like, ooh, maybe he has a secret agenda. And do we do, we do that with, with all of our conversations, though? Do we say? Sometimes we say, hey, let's hold that conversation. Let's talk about it on a recording. So then I know what we're going to talk about. Why are you laughing at me? You're having difficulty having a conversation with me because I didn't say what the topic was. Like, oh my gosh. No, give me a goddamn topic or you can stop talking right now. I'm going to start my breathing exercise. Right. I don't know what the topic is. <laughs> I, it was a joke, honey. Oh. Get over it. <laughs> okay, got it. Got it. Sure. What, can we, can we continue on? <laughs> can we continue on with yes. where we were Yes, there? escapism, honey. Escapism theology. <laughs> uh, yeah, good. So, anyway. <laughs> um, no, but, okay. So, it does... It, it does you know, impact the whole environmental kind of question mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Of course. Right. But it impacts everything else too. Oh my gosh. It it absolutely um, does. And I think that's the thing you and I are awakening to over right. the last probably five years is p- specifically the last five years is that, um, that the, the programming that we um, birth into, and I don't necessarily just mean our parents, I'm talking about, Culturally, all of that we've we've kind of discussed that a little bit on our website, but um, but that programming that we birth into does formulate much of how we see the world, right? Which then in turn formulates how we interact in relationships, what we think about jobs, what we think about economy, what we think about um, politics, what we think about uh, people groups, um, racism. Uh, cultural identities, um, borders, like it all matters. Um, So if that initial programming is like what you were talking about, escapism, it it absolutely trickles into every uh, avenue. That trickles into economy. It trickles into how we decide to have a family and structure it. And what the priorities are in your household, um, how you do life. So it's not a small thing. Um, it might not feel like an issue to some people who've never had that as a part of their worldview. Um, but I know it definitely has affected ours. But, you know, think about it. If you're, if you're set up with this escapism kind of theology to where you know, it's all going to burn in the end anyway. And there's all going to be a big war and like literally taught this when I was growing up, literally taught like there was going to be a war that was going to be so horrific that there would be rivers of blood flowing. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. So we're talking like worse than anything we've ever seen to this point yet. Right. The flood was just the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so if, if that's the kind of thinking, okay, and, and who's the war going to be between? Well, it's going to be between the unrighteous and the righteous. 
And so who are the unrighteous? Well, they're all of those who, who are the immoral ones, who, are, who have a, a different kind of a agenda of then to save as many people as possible and then get the fuck out of here, right? Yeah. And Again, so, they wouldn't have used that word. <laughs> of but. course, yeah. So it's the it's the gays, it's the trans people, it's the um, it, it, libertarians. It's the <laughs> the the Democrats or the libertarians. It's the socialists. Socialists. It's the you know all that kind of okay. And then of of course then too, it's child molesters and rapists. Right, I mean, they're, we're they're all in the same. They're category. all lumped into one category yeah, as absolutely. as the unrighteous. And that's who the the battle is going to be between. Okay, so if you set yourself up for that, mm-hmm. well then, if if you try to scream at somebody that they need to repent and believe in Jesus or they're going to burn in hell, and that person's like, "Who the fuck are you? Why wouldn't you think?" Well, day is coming when your blood is going to flow into the river. Mm-hmm. Right, where it's like you you become not just a theoretical enemy, but you become a literal enemy that I believe I will someday spill your blood. Onward, Christian soldiers. Okay, I mean that's what we're taught. We're prepared for war. So. Why would you care about social justice issues? Why would you care about environmental issues? Mm-hmm. Why would you care about um, equality or <laughs> equality or the governmental change? I mean, all of those kinds of things. Why would you care about any of that if it comes down to either you're with us or you're against us? And if you're against us, we're going to spill your blood after the rapture. Yeah. I mean, Jesus, this, <laughs> it's no wonder that we see the kinds of things that are happening today. Yeah. It's no wonder. I find it, I find it so complex, not from the outside now, but um, that those were the theologies that evangelical Christianity, and there's variations of them. They're not all quite so hard and fast. But There is a spectrum. There's yes. no doubt. Yes. But um, that we, we believe all of that, but then we also believe the words of Jesus and what he did, and those weren't the things he talked about. And so I just find it, um, I don't know, so contradictory of... Um, the evangelical movement to do that. You and I have found, as we have ventured down here, um, you know, there's more and more exposure. Used to be the word that was used for those who were questioning some of this type of thing within the Christian Christian faith. The word that was used was deconstruction. I am deconstructing. Um, in effort to possibly rebuild reform. Right. And the, the word we're hearing now um, is far more, uh, far more like 
divorce language. It's exvangelical. It's saying, I am not part of that. It's not just about um, pulling it apart and reevaluating it. It's um, that is uh, not good. And so therefore I move in a different direction. And those conversations are very broad and wide. Everybody's experience, depending on their denomination, depending on what part of the U.S. country they lived in, um, really uh, creates a different experience. So what people are Xing from is often very different, and yet there are some really strong similarities. So there's a strong community that is growing for um, those to have conversation around being an ex-evangelical um, and not necessarily associating with a new space, but um, exiting from an old one. And um, it's been really interesting. Sometimes we've thought we were quite alone in that conversation. Um, and as we, as we journey a bit more, we're finding that we are more, there are more similarities with other people doing that. And I, and I think the last four years really polarized to that. It defined evangelical mm. Christianity a so bit more. Yeah. So people are like, I can't, I just can't go down that road anymore. Um, and a, and a strong move in the mental health world to say, that it's okay to be truthful about who we are and being given permission to that um, and maybe exiting from the striving to be something that we we aren't right. has opened up more um, availability to those for those to love God and to love who they authentically are at the same time, right. which in right. evangelical Christianity can often be... Um, you know, at war with each other, um, they don't necessarily go together. So I think uh, people are are asking the questions, and even if they don't know the right questions, they're saying, I can't do that. I can't, I can't go down that road anymore. I am seeing things in our world that are showing that the environment needs our respect and our help, and um, that way of thinking doesn't support that any longer. So... Yeah, as one issue, and and of course all the other issues right, too. Right, right, right. Um, yeah, absolutely. I think that um, I mean, you and I have a lot of friends who are evangelicals. Um, yeah, that uh, people that we love and that we care about, and mm-hmm. um, and we know that you know that they they embrace that and and don't see an issue with it like we do, and so we know. That you know, we we risk relationship with people when mm-hmm. we talk like this. Um, yeah. But evangelicalism is by far the largest religious bucket in in America, um, and it uh, it has um, there are, are certainly evangelical spread throughout the world, but it is, I mean, it is it is definitely in. Uh, in the lead in the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is, uh, and I call it a bucket because there's lots of denominations, non-denominations, you know, that are involved, that are, that are actually part of the evangelical movement. Um, 
that uh, that make it up. And they all, you know, have different specifics that they look for, but there's some fundamentals that they all agree on. And one of those is, um, I mean, the origination of all things, right? The, the literal six-day creation in which um, man and woman fucked everything up, specifically woman, by eating from the apple, right? Mm-hmm. So we... We started off corrupt that way. That's kind of that's mm-hmm. one of the fundamental beliefs of evangelicalism. Um, the another fundamental belief of evangelicalism is that uh, that the the Bible that we have in existence today um, is the infallible, inerrant Word of God, mm-hmm. and that uh, that you don't question it, that you don't um, any of that. That it is it is inerrant and infallible. Mm-hmm. It is it is literally the words of God. So that's that's another fundamental of evangelicalism. Um the uh the other is that uh that in the end times theology that that Jesus is is going to return. He's going to rapture his church or the Christians away. Um that they like I talked about already. There's going to be the big end times battle. the The world will be destroyed. The earth will be destroyed. There will be a new heaven and a new earth that mm-hmm. is that takes all that. There's others too, but those are three big ones. Yeah. You know, that uh, don't that aren't all held to in the same way in mainline Christianity. You mm-hmm. know, so um, more you know I would say liturgical practices mm-hmm. in, in church and that kind of stuff. Churches that practice more liturgical means and, and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not, it's not held to in the same way. Um, and so, and that's a lot of different, like I said, there's many denominations within that. There's many sects within those denominations. There's many, you know, non-denominational churches that just spring up and, and all that kind of stuff. But those are the things that, that kind of hold together. And it is the majority of, of, uh, it holds the majority position of Christianity in the United States um, by far mm-hmm. um, and by an even f- further margin religion period, right? And so um, there was <laughs> there was something really interesting that I, I heard today, and it was just a clip, and I actually... I've known about these guys for a long time, but I didn't, I didn't know they were having this conversation. Um, and they're pretty well known. Um, it's the, uh, the ear biscuits podcast. Um, and it's with Rhett and link. Um, so they're, they're kind of famous internet figures. Um, they're, I know we see, you don't know who they are. A lot of people have heard of them. If you saw their faces, I bet you'd recognize their faces because they're all over YouTube and and Mm -hmm. that sort of thing. Anyway, um, evident, I, I don't know much about them. I haven't listened to the podcast that much. I'm going to, I'm going to go listen to the, their podcast because I saw this clip. Um, but evidently, uh, Rhett had, has gone through an evangelical deconstruction, um, or okay. parting of ways, you know? <laughs> um, and, uh, and so he is, um, in this clip, he was talking about, um, the church and he was talking about how people think there's a decline of the church and, and, and he kind of sees things a little bit different, but, um, but he says that he, you know, there's all this, um, concern that young people are leaving the church and the, 
the uh, reasoning given for that is they're being led astray by, um, you know, social kinds of things. So it's, you know, social justice, equality issues, um, tolerance issues, with the queer community, um, you know, uh, sexual immorality, they're being kind of called all those kinds of things is mm-hmm. drawing them away from the church and and basically that they're they're losing their salvation is the is the thing, right? And he says, and he says this, um, and we haven't talked about this, so I yeah, I'm I think you're curious. gonna find this interesting too. He says, I actually think it's something different. He says, you have taught your children to pay attention to the Bible and to read the words of Jesus. And the problem is, is that they read the words of Jesus and they believed them. That's why they're leaving the church. Because the church, by far, the evangelical church, by far, is not manifesting the message of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Which is to love everyone to give ourselves for everyone, to serve everyone, um, that to, uh, you know, to go the extra mile, turn the extra cheek or turn the other cheek um, to, I mean, all of, all of these kinds of things. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and it is a very, it's, it's very much geared towards giving of yourself to serve others and, and, and to, to give to the point of, uh, I mean, Jesus even talks about, you know, no, you know, about, uh, the love that one has for another, that they would give their own lives, that they would, um, that they would do the demeaning kinds of things like washing each other's feet, that they would not count themselves themselves as more important than someone else. All of those kinds of things, and these, that message, is not being realized within the evangelical church. And in fact, the in instead the evangelical church is focusing on our depravity as human beings, starting with with the fall, right? right they call mm-hmm. it in creation. Um, right after creation, the uh, uh, that that Jesus is going to come back and you know destroy everything and get us out of here. Those are the the like the two ends of the spectrum is what evangelicalism focuses on, and and doesn't talk anything about about uh, caring for each other, caring for the least of these, as Jesus talked about. Um, loving each other, caring for the poor, uh, it, not building up wealth for us, all those kinds of things. And it's, and, and young people are calling the evangelical church's bluff. Yeah. Now, I just expanded a bunch on what he said, but that, that's, a, I, I think, a brilliant interpretation of what actually is going on. I, I personally agree with that immensely that that is probably what is going on more than, than just a loss of salvation as you know, some would claim. 
Yeah, I think there's there's definitely that group of people who said this whole thing doesn't work um, because it's it's far too tainted um, to explore the parts that that do make sense that do seem to work. Um, I know there's been times where I'm in there. Um, there are things that I've had to set on a shelf for a period of time and say, I can't participate in that conversation or that theology or that belief or whatever it might be, or that practice that I used to do, um, because it is quite tainted. And so I have to unravel something else before I can pull that back off the shelf. Um, and for some people, their experience is far too grievous to be able to um, pick and choose what still supports and works. Right. Um, but I would tend to agree with that um, just in our own personal experience that the conflict that you and I started to have with the evangelical church stemmed from trying to hold it accountable to the words of Jesus. Right, right. And the more we tried to do that, the more confusing it got. Say, but this is the practice that the evangelical church is doing or believing. How can I make sense of that with what Jesus said? It's just not working. And how can I be so anti-immigration and then also listen to Jesus? Like, I can't make that work, right? Right. So it's not that... It's not that we just, for you and I, that we just throw God out. It's that we have to throw the box out that he's been contained in, she's been contained in, they've they've been been contained contained in, in, um, and let let it unravel, let it unpack, and be okay with not having all that structure in place to say, this is what I believe. Right. And as frightening as that can be when you've been raised with inside the box, when you've been raised with all the structure around it and the cultural identities and the cultural expectations, sorry. Um, it's, it feels like you've just been um, let loose without a guide. And what we've actually found is that we're far more intuitive to the guide because we're not bumping up against the walls of the box anymore. Right. We are actually free to follow the guide. And I think that opens the doors to really step back um, from evangelical Christianity and allow it to work itself out and trust that um, the answers, the questions will come as they need to. Um, I look at it far more about evolving than I do about arriving or Mm -hmm. about um, definitely more than about fear. And one of the things that I've found with evangelical Christianity that didn't exist within Jesus was fear. That we are afraid 
of not having prayer in school. We are afraid <laughs> that women are going to make terrible choices. We are afraid that pe- certain people are going to lose their standing or their power. We're afraid that the numbers in the building are going to go down. We're afraid um, that, that fam- the gays are going to steal our kids. Yeah, or that our family values will have no merit anymore. Mm-hmm. We're afraid that we will be alone and we won't have something to belong to. We are afraid we won't have something to fight for. And I come back to this idea that Jesus was never about fear. So I keep kind of evaluating things against that, that if this is a way of life that is in response to fear, that I do this thing because I'm afraid of that thing, I should probably rethink that. Yeah. You know, (laughs) there is this, um, there's this thought that I I keep having that um, so long as you are trying to hold on to something, you will never be free to grow beyond it. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and, and so for, someone in the evangelical tradition who believes that they have the ultimate inerrant, unfailing authority of God in the Bible and that they understand it and nobody else does. And so they're going to go to heaven. Mm -hmm. Everybody else is going to go to hell. Of course you cannot let go of that. Right. Right. And so you have great difficulty growing in your humanity um, because you've been given things to believe as, as if this is the only thing that there is to believe, that there's nothing beyond this. This is it, right? Yeah. And then it ends. And then we go on to this other thing, but who really knows about that? Let's not worry about that. That'll take care of itself, mm-hmm. right? And so... When you are, when you attach fear to that, like you're talking about, that that if you even think about letting go of any part of that, you become in danger of becoming one of them. Yeah. Which means that you may not go, you may not get raptured, right? <laughs> well, that's got a serious hold on you then, yeah. right? And and you're gonna be, you're always gonna be looking to go back to the when the things were more certain, to go back when things were more solid, to go back to when things, when everybody thought more like I do, right? Yeah. As opposed to growing and, in our understanding, growing in, um, in knowledge. I think the biggest fear we have is about ourselves. Yeah. Because the theology that we were... Uh, particularly for women, that we caused man to sin. Um, that that yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> add a few curves to that human body, and we're responsible for everything. <laughs> um, but but that very deeply ingrained idea that right. um, that we are 
wretched and we are um, basically a deplorable existence without being rescued and saved um, leaves us in a space where we are afraid of ourselves. And so then then when, and I'm, I'm going to talk in Christian language here, okay. but um, then when we say that post-crucifixion, that, Jesus, that the Holy Spirit now lives and indwells within us, and yet we're ingrained that we are to deny self and we are to fear self, then we can't, it's really difficult to start knowing what is God-breathed and what is um, wretched. And so when we start to think a new thought, when we start to expand our worldview, we start to question some things that we've just had as staples in our life, we're very confused by whether or not, is that God or is that just me? Is that my sin nature and I've got to just die to this again and I've got to hand it over to God? And, you know, and we do this conversation with ourselves. We do these practices. We have these rituals that we do internally and externally. And I, and I think that this was one area for me specifically. Um, I knew as a child growing into my teen years that intuition was something that was very vivid in my life. Um, there were ways that I could see the world that I knew was unique and different than other people around me saw the world. Um, I felt like I could see through the walls of people um, and that was eventually communicated to me that you're either operating in wisdom of learned experiences and spending enough time with God or you're operating in being judgmental mm-hmm. and you're trying you you can't see um, outside of being a judgmental person right and I spent a lot of years suppressing this intuition this seeing this knowing and um, I mean like a lot of years like probably <laughs> um, most of our marriage, most of my adult Christian, you know, experience. And because if you start to, to act on that or you start to bring that to the, to the verbal world, you um, get identified as being judgmental and critical and um, in, intolerant, but not in terms of equality, but more of human behavior, um, and prudish, um, uh, there's a lot of words that I think sit in there. And none of those are words that as a Christian that you want to be, um, identifying yourself as. Um, so when, when I took a step back, I jumped out of the box for a bit and I unpacked some of those things and I could even still hold on to Jesus and to what if I am God-breathed, what if I am the creative expression um, or I have, 
I am created in God's image. Like if I held on to those pieces, um, what does that say about this intuition about me? And as I started to lean into that, I learned that it was actually a very spiritual experience. Mm. And I learned to trust myself again, that I wasn't innately evil, but actually really wanted good for people and for myself and for the world, and that acting within that intuition created more good in life around me and for me. Mm. It didn't actually create more evil. And so I think that evangelical Christianity teaches us to be afraid of ourself. And so we stop questioning, we stop asking the questions, and we stop evolving. We just are determined to arrive um, and to do the best that anybody can do within the box. Mm. That's my soapbox. I don't think that's a soapbox. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. You know, I was just thinking that... Um, we should not right now, but um, we should actually talk sometime about our new approach to beliefs. Um, mm-hmm. And and that doesn't even mean necessarily the going into our what we different believe. beliefs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just our approach to it. We should we should talk about that sometime. Yeah, because that has changed radically. I mean, what you're talking about right now is is from a radical change in our approach to how we believe, um, not even what we believe, but how Mm -hmm. we formulate beliefs. Cause you know, we, we talk a lot about letting go of a lot of different things and and that sort of thing. And, um, I've even, you know, I wrote a blog not too long ago about, um, about how our beliefs are, are like handed to us and, and Mm -hmm. you know, we don't really have that much control over them. Um, which I was a little concerned people might think that, you know, their takeaway might be that I think that beliefs aren't important. And yeah, we both think that beliefs are very important. We just have a very different approach to them now. Yeah. That'd be, that'd be a good Mm -hmm. topic for us to talk about at some point in time. Yeah. But I think that, um, one of the things that I set out now to do isn't to convince people that their belief system is wrong or that just simply that evangelicalism is wrong. Um, Because one, I know that that uh, experience is vast and wide and it's not clear hard lines for a lot of people. So, um, and that would be a pretty short-sighted goal if that's what I was after in the world, right? right? Um, But what I what I do want is I want to help people find the truest, deepest expression of who they are and release it to the world. And if that is embodied by the Holy Spirit, by being created in the image of God, then, uh, duh, like, why wouldn't we go down that road instead of, um, boxing that back up to a list of behaviors and do's and don'ts that um, exclude and only include certain people, why wouldn't we 
want to see all the colors that exist. Yeah. So if I get to be the truest version of me, might I also be becoming the truest version of God's creativity, God's expression of who God is? Um, so I know that's a pretty middle-of-the-road conversation because we can actually have that conversation whether you allow God part of that conversation or not. Sure. But um, but if we tapped into the truth of ourselves, might we approach relationships differently? Might we, we approach politics differently, the environment differently, yeah. economics differently, raising our kids? Like how how we contribute to the world would radically change if we were free and empowered to just be truthful about who we are. Yeah. So for me, stepping into intuition um, meant I actually get to do that as a business. Like I, I created something that allowed me yeah. to step into yeah. intuition, but it also allows me to the opportunity to exercise many um, disciplines within that. So um, I think our beliefs do matter, but I think sometimes we have to jump out of the box first and be okay with that and say that we're not going to fall apart because we jumped out of the box. It's just going to feel really different um, as we explore it. And there are a lot of people out there doing that it's not a lonely space. Right. It feels like it's going to be because belonging is a is a high value of us as human beings. But people aren't alone for thinking differently. Which could be the topic of an entire episode. Okay, are you trying to get me to stop talking? <laughs> I'm kind of getting that feeling. I'm just, you know, not wanting you to start on this topic. <laughs> That was it. That was all. I just want to save it for a whole episode. Listen, I, I, I said this is what we should talk about. That's what you were looking for, so right? So what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought it was our yeah. topic for this episode. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> you I just, finally told me. I just me. got to our topic. <laughs> now let's start talking about an hour yeah. into the episode. Yeah. Right, yeah. Uh, you want to go for a walk? Ooh. I'm looking yeah. at how sunny it is out there. Like I'm staring right out the window right now, and I'm like, I know it's still cold, but yeah, I thought we were going for sunshine. a walk at Costco. You actually mean outside? Well, we could do both. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I'm sure we could fit both in. Yeah. So anyway, but um, I, listen, I I know that I didn't just give you a topic. I didn't have a topic when I first no, started. No, no, that's what's I, so <laughs> great about these conversations is we don't often know where they're gonna land. Yeah. I was just trying to let it flow how much I just enjoy talking to you. I know. We and then do you're enjoy like, that. no, what are we talking about? <laughs> we must have substance and structure. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah. Anyway. I'm the six. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm not I'm not sure how that flows. Oh, into, no. I, I guess so. I, I guess need, a little bit. I yeah. just need those policies and That's procedures right. in place sometimes. Well, I'm a nine. 
And that means I need to shut this conversation down <laughs> climb now in your hole. and we go for a walk. Okay, okay. <laughs> I love you. I love you.